0: To a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. we want to come before the Lord to hear his word. So please, why don't you stand to your feet and let us pray. Let us pray. Bow your hands with me. Father, we are thankful and grateful. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the power that is within us. We pray, Lord, that that same spirit, that same power will minister to us this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. Wonderful. So this year in the United Denominations has been declared the year of the shepherd. This is the year of the shepherd, and we have been sharing about what, why you can become a shepherd. Why you, as a Christian, you can also become a shepherd. And we explain why we are called shepherds, or we have shepherds. And anyone who watches over sheep is called a shepherd. And we are also considered sheep as far as our relationship with God is concerned. If you don't consider yourself a sheep, then you cannot recite Psalm 23, for instance, when you say, the Lord is my shepherd. So the moment you say someone is your shepherd, then you are accepting that you are a sheep. Amen. And so God considers us as sheep. And he wants us also to rise up, grow as shepherds, and overlook or have an oversight of his sheep. Amen. Amen. And so we have gone through many reasons why you can also become a shepherd. Hallelujah. The first reason we say you must have a desire. That is all you need. You need a desire. Hallelujah. If you have a desire, if you can have a desire, you can become a shepherd. And we read a scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, This is a true saying. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good thing. Now, we explain that bishop is a shepherd, bishop is a pastor. Hallelujah. And if you were listening to Apostle Joel when he was ministering at the Hamatan Bible Seminar, he gave a very beautiful analogy. And you see, when we say, if a man desired the office of a bishop, then suddenly we are thinking of a very big spiritual position that we probably do not qualify for. But bishop is a shepherd. And the analogy that he gave was to take a female... A female, when a child is born, or when a child is even con- conceived, and they identify the sex in the womb, they say, that's a female fetus. Mm. And when the child is born, and it's a female, then we say, that's a baby girl. Right. Isn't that so? Yeah. That's a baby girl. And then the child begins to grow, begins to grow. And then we take the baby out, and we say, she's a girl. And the same child changes. She develops. She grows. And at some point in time, we call her a lady. The same person. And at some point in time, then she also finds a beloved. And then she gets married. And then we call her a wife. The same person. And then she grows. And then she will give birth to children. And then we will call her... A mother, the same person. And then when the mother's child also gives birth to children, then now she becomes a grandmother. Do you see? So you'll see that it's the same person, but different forms and different positions or different stages. So the same thing with the shepherd. And the femaleness of the person has not changed. That element of a female does not change. But she changes these names. And the same thing with a shepherd, with a pastor, with a reverend minister, with an um, ordinary shepherd, with an apostle, with a prophet. These are all different names, but they are all shepherds. They overlook God's people. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you need first a desire. What is the second thing we said? So becoming a shepherd is a natural stage of development of every Christian. That's true. We've, we've shared so many things about these things, and I encourage you, if you've not been here, listen to these messages, and I believe you'll be blessed. Yes. The next thing, we said there is a great need for shepherds. I'm sharing from this beautiful book, what it means to become a shepherd, by our prophet Bishop Dagiwood Mills. Amen. Amen. So we said there is a great need for shepherds. There is a great need for shepherds. That is why you can become a shepherd. When there's a great need for any position, it means that they are hiring so many people. You just need small qualification and they will take you because there is a great need. There was a point in time in this country where there was a great need for nurses, and whatever school you go to, if you can show any certificate that you are a nurse, they will just bring you here. Because there was such a great need. Today, there is no such great need. So even when you are going to school, they are doing things to get you out of the school. <laughs> Do you understand? They make it very difficult. Because there is not such a great need as it was before. Then we said... The next one we said, God's people are scattered without a shepherd. When there are no shepherds, the people of God are scattered. The next one we said, become a shepherd in order to fulfill the great commission. Become a shepherd in order to fulfill the great commission. Hallelujah. Today I want us to continue. And the next point is... Become a shepherd so that you can obtain a good degree. Become a shepherd so that you can obtain a good degree. A good good degree. Hallelujah. So becoming a shepherd or becoming someone who cares for God's people or someone who has a desire to care for God's people or someone who is concerned about God's people is a person who can acquire a good degree or a heavenly degree. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13, the Bible says, For they that have used the office of a deacon. Now, that is another name for a shepherd, a deacon, or an elder. They that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you use the office of a deacon, you purchase for yourself a good degree. Wow. Hallelujah! Amen. To have a good degree, wow. Amen. Amen. See, God is not against you working hard to. Obtain a university degree or a college degree, God is not against that. God wants you to have that. A degree is a recognition, a recognition of a higher learning. Amen. Do you understand? A recognition that you have learned something higher than the ordinary. So they give you a degree. You realize sometimes it's just a paper. But it signifies that you have have done some higher learning. Amen. Amen. And so we have several types of degrees. Uh There are different kinds of degrees. There are people who have associate's degree. There are people who have master's degree. People who have bachelor's degree. And so on and so forth. Different types of degrees. I mean, I believe there are several degrees that I'm not even aware of. Amen. (laughs) So you realize these are all different kinds of degrees. But the only degree, the only degree that is called a good degree, you know, we have associate's degree, bachelor's degree, doctorate degree, master's degree, but the only degree that is called a good degree is a heavenly degree. Amen. 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 The Bible says when you become a shepherd, when you take the office or the position, to take an office, means, it doesn't mean you have to have an office. But to take the position of a shepherd, to take the position of caring about God's souls, to take the position of feeding God's people, providing for God's people, if you take that position, you acquire a good degree for yourself. Hallelujah. You obtain a good degree. Amen. Amen. Now, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference in one's life to obtain this good degree or heavenly degree. Amen. Amen. There is a great difference, for instance, between a doctor who has a degree as a doctor and also has a heavenly degree attached to it. There must be a great difference. There is a great difference between a lawyer who has a, a degree from law school and a heavenly degree. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is a great difference between a security guard who has a a, a, a degree in security and has heavenly degree. Do we have security guard degree? Yeah. They give them certificates. Amen. There is a great difference between a social worker who has a social worker's degree and heavenly degree amen. Amen. are you understanding what i'm sharing with you there is a great difference between such people there is a great difference between a nurse with a degree as a nurse and attached to it you have a heavenly degree amen. you have a good degree that means you have a nurse's degree and a good degree amen, amen. amen. don't you think their lives will be different their lives must be different You shouldn't be surprised that they both earn the same amount of money, but their lives are different. They do the same type of work, but their lives are different. Amen. Amen. There are many things in life that your university degree cannot get you. There are many things in life that your college degree cannot get you. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You know, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 27, the Bible says, Which of you, which of you, which of you, by taking thought, by learning so many things, by going to university, by going to college, by taking thought, by having deep thinking, by learning deep things, which of you can add one cubit onto his stature? Which of you? Amen. It means that you can earn degree upon degree, but you cannot add a cubic to your stature. You cannot even add one day to your life when it is over. Is somebody understand what I'm saying with you? But a good degree, a good degree can add a cubic to your stature. A good degree can add years to your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you, to have a good degree, it is profitable. It is, it is profitable to have a degree from college, but also have a good degree by caring for the people of God, Amen. by rising up to become a shepherd and working for the children of God and working with God to provide for his children, to care for his children. It makes a great difference. Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9 and verse 36. Acts chapter 9 and verse 36. Look at that. It says, Now, are you with me? Do I have your attention? <laughs> it says, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple. Named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of what? Full of what? This woman was full of good works. Amen. Amen. And alms deeds, which she did. She was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. Now listen. Listen. It says, and it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. Hallelujah. Amen. She was sick and died. Whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Leda was nigh to Joppa, Leda was a town nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard, that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them because of the woman's good works. Then Peter arose and went with them You see, some people don't understand why there are certain things that happen to a a, a church member and the pastor is running. Do you understand? You see, there are certain things, there are certain people because of what they do, the good works that they do, when something happens to him or happens to her, then you see that the pastor is running. Amen. Amen. So you are sitting there and you say there's partial in the church. Do you know what is partial? Partiality. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So listen, he said, then Peter arose and went with them. It didn't matter which, what Peter was doing. It didn't matter to him. When he heard, when the people came and called for him, he stopped whatever he was doing and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dockers made while she was with them. Wow. Dockers had gone to college. She has learned to sew beautiful garments, she had opened a garment factory. She has a degree in making garments. She was a great designer, beautiful designs. And the Bible said they were showing some of the coats. Some of the coats, different types of coats that she had learned has a degree in. When you go to her office, it's displayed there. And they were showing these coats that she had made of garments which dockers had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth. And kneeled down and prayed. Turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. You see, your degree cannot do this for you. Your garment degree cannot do this for you. Your university degree will not require that a priest will come to your house and pray that your life is ended, but now it has been extended. There are certain things that your college degree cannot purchase for you. There are certain things that your university degree cannot get you. Amen. He says... Peter kneeled down and prayed and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Hallelujah. Tabitha's good deeds, her good deeds, Docas, good works. The Bible says he did good works. He provided for the widows. He cared for the people of God. He cared for the house of God. The widows who were in the church, she sold coats as she was making coats to sell in the stores and on the streets. She would bring coats for the people in the church. She was a shepherd. She cared about the flock of God. And that is called good works. And that earned her a good degree. Which can extend your life. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Which can extend your life. It is profitable that as you are pursuing your career, as you are working hard, as you are attaining college degree, also do the work of God. 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 Hallelujah. You will find out that as people are. Failing in your class because of this good, examination that is taken from a contest where the professor has not taught the whole class and everyone in the class is failing. Someone, someone who also has, besides what the professor is teaching, attached to that, has also a good degree, good works. You find yourself being successful. You find yourself being successful. We were here when a brother was giving a testimony, and I remembered you. He was supposed to take a test, and he was still in church. And his classmates, and his classmates were studying all night, and he was in church. And then at the end of the service, we stayed here late. He said he wanted to be prayed for because this test that he's going to take is very difficult and he did he was supposed to have gone to study with the group but he was in church you see god is real yeah. god is real and then when he sat to take the test for some reason for some reason and a test that is being taken on a computer for some reason he saw that there are answers a b c d e and then one of them seemed to be highlighted somehow and then you go to the next question A, B, C, D, E. And then E is highlighted. And then you go to the next one A, B, C, D, E. And C is highlighted. You say, Ah, what is this? So the brother decided that he would choose the highlighted ones. And he was the one in the class, the one. God is real. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. You see, you don't know something. When you are not sensitive to the things of God, you say there is no God, ignorance. The power of God. Amen If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? This woman, she was dead. She was dead. Her degree clothing degree, designer degree could not extend her life. But when she put that designer degree, clothing degree attached to good works, good degree, it extended her life. One who was dead, she sat up alive. May every deadness, every dead situation in your life come to life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any dead situation, any deadness, That is in your life. Let it come alive today. In the name of Jesus. Whatever situation that is dead. I command that situation to come alive. This afternoon. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah chapter 38. Isaiah chapter 38. That's one. In those days, was Hezekiah sick unto death? This was a king. He was sick unto death. This was a king who could buy any type of medicine, can bring in any kind of doctor you understand what I'm sharing with you? This is a king who has his annual physical examination. Do you know what that means? Yes. It means they are doing things to prevent you from getting sick or dying early. Annual physical examination. The best of doctors were taking care of him. The Bible says he was sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Thou shalt die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed. And prayed unto the Lord. Hezekiah did not call his doctors. Hezekiah did not call the magicians. Hezekiah did not call the specialists. Hallelujah. But the Bible says he turned his face towards the wall. He turned his face towards the wall means that there was no man. I tell you, there is no man that can help you with your degree. There is no man that can help you because you are a king. There is no man that can help you because of your university degree. But when you have a good degree, you forsake every man. You turn your face from every man and then you face a wall where there is no man because you want to pray to your God. You want to pray to your God. You want to look to your God. There is no man in that wall. The only one that can see through that wall is your God. So the Bible says, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. He turned his face to the wall. He didn't want to see his doctors. He didn't want to see the degrees. He didn't want to see the crowns that were in his house. He didn't want to see his bank accounts. He didn't want to see his prescription upon prescription that they have given him. May the Lord nullify every prescription. Multiple medications that have been your focus to keep you alive. But the Lord your God will keep you alive. The Lord your God will keep you alive. But if you will do good works... You purchase for yourself a good degree. Your good works. You're being someone who cares about God's people. You purchase for yourself. You purchase for yourself. You automatically get this degree. You are awarded this degree of good works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You purchase for yourself. So then the Bible says Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, listen, and said, look at this prayer. He says, remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. How I have walked before thee in truth And with a perfect heart. You see, when it comes to a certain situation in your life, you realize that your degrees cannot help you. You realize that your position cannot help you. You realize that the fact that you are a CEO in a company cannot help you. You realize that your skin color cannot help you. He says, I beseech thee. Remember now. Remember now. Father, I need you to remember there are certain things that you can bring to the Lord's attention in certain situations. When you come to certain crossroads, there are certain things that you can bring to his attention and say, Remember this thing that I did for your people. Remember this thing that I did for your house. Remember now, now, as I sit before these people to interview me, Lord, remember now. There are many people who have come for the interview. Many people who have gone to the same, even higher schools. Many people who have higher degrees. And we have all come for that same job. But Lord, my degree does not seem to speak here. But Lord, remember now. Remember now. And you can boldly, boldly because he says you purchase you have purchased for yourself a good degree now you can bring it out and show it and say remember now just as you go and you display your certificate and you want them to look at it you can bring your good degree to the lord and say look at it remember now lord amen, amen. say and said, remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. I have done that which is good in thy sight. I have purchased for myself a good degree By doing that which is good in your sight. You say you want us to rise up as shepherds to oversee your flock. I have done that which is good in your sight. Therefore, remember now. And Hezekiah wept so. You see, sometimes you go to the Lord and you are weeping. You don't have anything to show him. You don't have anything to show him. You don't do what is pleasing in his sight. You don't do what he is asking you to do. He says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits, that your fruits should remain. You have not done that which is pleasing to him. By Hezekiah, he said, I have done that which is good in thy sight. And he wept before the Lord. And then, then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, you see, Isaiah, he had come to the king's palace, delivered this horrible news. That the Lord says, set your house in order, because you are going to die. And then he was going. He has, he's He's left. has left the palace and he's leaving. And the man turned his face to the wall and prayed. And the Bible says then came the word of the Lord to to Isaiah saying go turn around go and say to Hezekiah. You know some of you your prayers can make certain decisions be turn back, turn around. Your prayers, your prayers can cause certain situations to be turned around. Your prayers can cause certain decisions to be turned around because of your prayers, because of your prayers. That you pray because you have prayed. Yes, they have chosen this person and they are promoting this person. But you went on the wall and then you turn your face to the wall and said, Father, remember now, as they were working, I was working. But not only was I working, I was in your house, sacrificing also. I was in your house, caring for your flock. I was in your house, concerned about the things of God. Remember now. And then suddenly, they call the person and say, we know we decided to give you this position, but we feel that we have to wait. We feel that we have to hold on. We are going to wait and let this person now take this position because of your prayer. I said because of your prayer. Because of your prayer. Because of your prayer. prayer. Serve God well. Walk perfectly before him. Serve God well. He says, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, The God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy life. I will add unto your days. I will add, I will extend your years By 15 years. Your good degree. It will extend your life. I say your good degree. It will extend your life. Your good degree. It will add to your life. Hallelujah. Your good degree. It will add to your life. Your, de- your good degree, you'll be sitting in a car with other people. You'll be sitting in a in a bus with other people. As you are sitting, the bus is going this way. The bus is going that way. They said the driver has lost control. And the bus is going this way and going that way. And you are sitting this way. Suddenly, the bus turns around like this. And then it throws them this way. And then people here they say, they are all dead. But there's one person who was alive. Your good degree. Your good degree. Your good degree. God can do that. I said, God can do that. He said, Go and say to Hezekiah, I have added, that saith the Lord, that saith the Lord, Mm -hmm. the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 years. I will add unto your years. I will add 15 years. 15 years. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes certain accidents happen. You know, last. When was that? Was it Thursday? Tuesday. We were supposed to come to church. I have left work and I was supposed to meet my wife somewhere. Then we will pack one car and then we will join and then we will continue. So she left. I left and I said, Have you left? She says, But you didn't call me. So I'm still here, and I said, okay, now, leave. I say, when are you going to be there? I'm going to be there this much, many minutes. So take off now. See, I should have called her before leaving so that we won't be late, so that we'll be there like this, or at least she'll be there waiting for me. But for some reason, I didn't call. And so now she's being held back. And I will even get there earlier than her as she was coming. Just before her. Like this. A car just lost control. Turn. Like this. Turn. Hit the ramp here into the bushes. And then suddenly police hear so she Negotiated, and then passed by. Amen. And then passed by. You see, you say you don't believe in God. Look, Isaiah 43 verse 4. Isaiah 43 verse 4. You know, you become precious to God when you rise up to care about his people. You become precious to God When the lives of the people of God concern you, when you rise up to become a shepherd to the flock of God, he says, since thou was precious in my sight, may you be precious in the sight of God. May you be precious in the sight of God. He says, since you are precious in my sight, Thou has been honorable. You have been honorable. To be honorable means that you deserve an honor because you have done that which is pleasing to me. You are precious to me. So you are honorable. Now when something is precious to you, when you buy diamonds and they are precious to you, you don't put them anywhere in your kitchen. You put them anywhere in your living room. You don't leave them at your desk on the, in the office. you put it in a safe deposit box that the thief, the enemy, cannot touch it. When something is precious to you, you are always mindful of that person. When something is precious to you, your eyes are always on that thing. When you are going away, you don't leave that thing anyhow. It says, thou hast been honorable. And I have loved thee. Therefore, therefore, I will give men for thee and people for thy life you see you don't know God very well you don't understand God very well so you see sometimes certain things happen and you don't understand and you say oh God how can God allow this to happen when something is precious to you when something is precious to you don't you preserve it don't you keep it don't you hide it don't you protect it do you leave it in the rain do you leave your most beautiful garment in the rain you put them somewhere precious. And when you care about the flock of God, when you care about the people of God, when you, co- you, you are concerned about the people of God, when you care to rise up, that I also, I want to feed the people of God. I also, I want to teach someone something. I want to share the gospel with someone. I want to talk to someone about the things of God. When you become that, Because, you see, for that reason, he sent his son. And so anyone who is concerned about that, anyone who cares about that, you become precious to him. Amen. 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 You see, if you don't know the value of something, if you don't know the value of something, one way of assessing the value of the thing is to look at how much it costs. You know, sometimes you go to a store and you go to the sale rack. How many of you have been to the sale rack before? That's your favorite place. So please lift up your hand. That's the first stop. When you walk in the store, that's the first stop. You are looking for the sale racks. But now you are pretending as if you buy original prices. It's you see? But sometimes you go on the sale rack, and then you are looking at the items, and sometimes the items look like some junk things. You say, ah, which people will wear these things? Have you not said that before? Sometimes you pick up certain things, you know, I have gone and I have seen a pair of pants and the colors of the pants. I'm just wondering where you can possibly wear that thing. You see, but you see, you pay, you look in these dresses and then you are looking and you are looking and then one of the dresses, the labels seem to flash out and then the label flashes out. And then you look at the price on the label and it is $850. You see, so as you are moving and you are moving, you see that price, you stop no matter how it looks, no matter what the color is, no matter what the fabric is made, no matter the quality, you pick up that dress, and then you begin to look at it closely, and then you begin to now admire it, because you have seen the value of the dress. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? The dress doesn't look nice the colors are not your favorite but now you are beginning to find reasons to like it because this dress is 1850 and they have dropped it to $50 extra 50% off hey. Hey. suddenly you find yourself to the dressing room The dress is not your size, but you are going to the dressing room. The dress is not your favorite color, but you are going to the dressing room. The dress is not your style, but you are going to the dressing room. Suddenly, you are thinking of a kind of shoe that will match the dress. Suddenly, you are thinking of a kind of hat that will match the dress. Now, you want to put value, you want to now see a likeness for that because you have seen the value of the thing. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, when you don't know the value of salvation, when you don't know the value of salvation, and then you hear that God so loved the world, He loved the world so much that He gave His only begotten Son, it should now wake you up and say, What is the value of salvation? What is salvation? What does it cost? What is this salvation? It should now make you look at it closely and analyze it. And let not it be a here thing that I was in church and I heard about salvation again and another thing. But now you should now analyze it and put value and understand that this thing, it must be something valuable. It must be something that if you don't have, something terrible, something awful can happen to you. It should make you now analyze it closely. Because if someone is going to give his only begotten son and the person will come and die, suffer, lay down his life for you, there must be some value. That is why anyone who also sees this value And now you take it upon yourself and you decide now that you are looking for some things to match it. You want to add people to it. This is valuable. I think I have to add this. This is valuable. I think I have to share it. You see, when you find that dress, no matter how it looks, you will wear it to one of the weddings. (laughs) (laughs) Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is how salvation should be to us. That it is that valuable and so he says anyone who sees the value of it and treasures it and begin to now share with others and begin to now protect the people who have found it and care for the people who have found it so they don't lose it you become precious in his sight and for such a person he will kill one so that you'll be saved you are so valuable he will kill one so that you'll be safe. You see, when your suitcase is full, when you are traveling and your suitcase is full, and they say they allow only 50 kilograms, they allow only 50 kilograms, you have several dresses. You have different kinds of shoes and different kinds of wigs. But the ones... Oh. I don't know why... Listen, 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 listen to me, listen to me, you see wigs are not a diminishing something, it adds beauty to women, do you understand, it brings variety, do you understand, so let us now, and women wear them well, wear them nicely, do you understand, I think the problem comes when you don't wear it well and then you put it on like a hat, you know, that is where the problem arises. You know it's like you are late to church and then hey i am late and then you just grab one and just put it on that is why you know it becomes a problem but wear them well put them on well wear them well because we like them we like how you look when you put them on you look beautiful when you put them on Amen. And I encourage it. I encourage it. I will like it. I like for you to wear it than to come with something else. I like it. You look beautiful. So for those of you, when I'm talking about this and you don't understand certain things and you are laughing, you, you look at your bald hair. Look at it. You. you can't do anything about it. Look at it. You can't do anything about it do anything about it. Amen. You will walk with this hairstyle for life. Nothing more. But God has blessed them to have variety. Hallelujah. Amen. So I will share with you that when you are packing your suitcase and you have several dresses okay, and different makeups, kits, and different types of shoes you have bought these ones you like them you bought them with your own hard-earned money but when they allow 50 kilograms you put only the ones that you really admire the precious ones those are the ones you put in the suitcase so you see When we say that when you are precious in the sight of God and you don't understand that God can put one down and set up another, you don't understand. You say we are all children of God, how can God not save all of us but will save someone how would you not pack all your clothes in the suitcase but you put only the precious ones in the suitcase God also has some people he has people who are precious in his sight and when the accident is happening and the enemy is overtaking and throwing the truck away he will turn it to save the ones who are precious in his sight put your hands together for the Lord and our time is up so we want to pause here and we will continue next time that we meet. Wonderful. Please stand to your feet. Let us bring our service to. Pray, pray to the Lord, pray to the Lord, pray to the Lord that you have a desire, a desire to care about the things of God, a desire that you also will rise up and become a shepherd. Someone who cares about the people of God. Someone who loves the people of God. Someone who protects the people of God. Someone who prays for the people of God. Someone who ministers to the people of God. That it will be your desire. You say just having the desire is good enough. is good works. It is counted for you as good work. When you even have a desire to do that. When you pray for a thing like that. That you pray that God will make you into a shepherd. That God will make you into someone, a worker in his house. Someone who works in the church. Someone who works in the house of God. Someone who does something not for himself, but for God. If you are like that, he says you are precious in his sight. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We are thankful, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You have not given your life to Christ. The Bible says He loved you so much. He loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That means if you were the only one on earth, Christ still would have come for you. Salvation is so precious. It is so expensive. It is not something that you should meddle with. It's not something that we can gain the whole world and still lose. It's nothing to be compared even for the whole world. But Christ died for your sins. If you are here, you are saying, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus Christ. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to be saved if that is your prayer you are saying i want to be born again i want to receive jesus as my lord and my savior if that is your prayer wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you is there anyone here like that is there anyone here like that perhaps you have not even heard about hell but the bible says that if you die in your sins you go to hell says the wages of sin is death he said because of sin we have all fallen short of the glory of god you don't see all of this but you know the price that was paid for your salvation for that it should mean so much to you you are here and you are saying pastor i want to receive this salvation i want to receive jesus christ as my savior if that is your prayer lift up your right hand with all eyes closed and every head bow Lift up your right hand, and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you all say this prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned and I have, fallen short, and and I have fallen short of your glory. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. I come to you, I come to you just as I am. As I am. Please, forgive me. Please forgive me. Please wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. This, afternoon, this afternoon, I welcome you, I welcome you into, my life. into my life. Be my Lord. Be my, Lord. Be my, master. Be my master. Be my Savior. Be my savior. From, today, From today, I will serve you. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. For saving me, in, Jesus name. in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. My God and King, we believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at Kodesh Family Church, located at 1734 Williamsbridge Road, Bronx, New York, at 12 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you. I see.